Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Avengers in Movies, where we talk about the Indian genre films you've never heard of, the ones you can't hear enough about, and the ones you never want to hear about again. My name is Nathaniel Muir, and I'm the movie editor at AAPT. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is the host who likes his men like he likes his coffee. Lovely, dark, and deep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Who doesn't? I'm Blake. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had an airplane reference on. So had to, had to throw it out there. Oh, I speak jive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, this week is ride or die week, and everything that we cover this week is um, lots of movie information. And without the labor of the writers and actors who are currently on strike, the work that's being covered here wouldn't exist. And um, want to start with Barbie? Have you heard anything about Barbie? I mean, aside from the fact that it's making doing gangbusters i can't stop hearing about barbie okay. uh, yeah <laughs> so but yeah it seems like it's doing very well it's doing all right for himself did you hear all the crazy like conservative backlash against it oh my god no what, what? it's the weirdest thing like and i and i always say like this isn't a political show and then like every other week we talk about <laughs> <it>. some, <laughs> but um yeah conservatives are pissed off about it like ted cruz a, the text in Texas, some Texas news. Um, sure. He said that it's like um, uh, Ch- Chinese propaganda. I guess there's like a, a shot of a map in it or something. And the way the map is formed is uh, it looks like a disputed area belongs to China or something. So Chinese propaganda, um, that Ben Shapiro dude called oh. it like woke garbage. And he burned Barbies on his show <laughs> in, in, in effigy. <laughs> Just, and I'm I'm all for burning things in effigy. <laughs> and then I don't know which uh conservative pundit it was who says, but they said that after the first week that you know Barbie did what it did, the second week would show like the biggest drop off in the history of of film like it would just be like the biggest flash in the pan ever so uh already that comment has not aged well (laughs) barbie so you probably already know so um last week we talked about it haunted mansion came out i have a little game for you and i don't know how long this game is going to go on it'll literally be judged by you the listener all the moviegoers will judge how long this game goes on but uh if barbie is still number one we're every week i'll ask you if um you think the latest movie beat ah okay but then we'll go back a little bit too and we'll kind of go into the past not not too far into the past but okay okay. last week we talked haunted mansion that was the big release you probably already know but i'm going to throw it out there anyway did haunted mansion dethrone barbie from its number one spot there's no way it did there's just no way barbie oppenheimer and and it didn't barbie and oppenheimer have kind of gone hand in hand these past few weeks yeah Did, did haunted mansion uh unseat oppenheimer from the Ooh. number two spot no you're right it did uh, not so mission impossible <laughs> <laughs> how did haunted mansion do against mission impossible uh which has been out of uh, month now right something like it's that been out, yeah about about a month now i'm gonna say it beat mission impossible you're right it did Ah, I'm good at so, this game. I like this game, Pat. Yeah, well, yeah. So far, so good. We'll, we'll see next week. So next <laughs> yeah, week, we'll see. Let's see how good you are predicting things. Um, this <laughs> week, the big releases are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So you got okay. that family uh, demographic okay. there, and then you have the Meg Two. Totally <laughs> different audience. I'm thinking. So, do you think oh. either of those movies is going to dethrone Barbie next week? Barbie in its third week. Barbie in its third week. Um, I yeah, I think the, uh, it's a it's a Meg it's the Meg two, 
it's gonna take the box office. It's gonna, it's gonna do it. But you know, that's that's not the worst guess because it has been. And I'm I'm gonna, it's a stretch, but I'm gonna lump the Meg in there with horror. It's an action thriller yeah, horror type sure. thing. Um, Evil Dead uh, surpassed expectations. Scream Six did really well. So, right. I mean, um, right. Renfield not so much, but um, <laughs> we like that. I, I, I thought it was <laughs> awesome, but you know, whatever. That's me. But my here's my furthering this game um everyone's talked about the past few years how the pandemic has really hurt the box office like big time so let's go back to the last week of july 2019 this is before the pandemic before there's even a hint of a pandemic yeah the number one movie at that time was the lion king it was also in its second week does was its performance better than barbie's for also last week of july second week oh, was it and first week lion week lion king was number one its first week so it was number one and it it was number one its second week but did it do as well as barbie i no no uh-huh. barbie 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 yeah i'm right you're very good at this game. Uh, <laughs> so Barbie made 93 million dollars in its okay. second week. Lion King adjusted for inflation even 76 million dollars. Wow. Dude, so, I'm, I'm shocked that the Lion King made that much money to be honest with you. Me That's... too. I remember it being like a flop, but yeah. uh, <laughs> it's like but, the Lion King was in theaters. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I mean I you know, now when I look back, I do remember a lot of people saying that they saw it. Yeah. All that Disney stuff, dude. I'm sure Little Mermaid did great. I'm sure it did well, better you know, than it I thought actually, it would. It, it might have done better, but um, it's actually considered one of... But everything's a flop nowadays. But uh, yeah. that, um, Indiana Jones, and Haunted Mansion, and Elemental have all done very, very oh, poorly. They're pouring and, that Marvel money down the drain now. That, the, and you mentioned Marvel. The only thing, that one saving grace for disney this year has been guardians 3 oh wow yeah which i mean all this ties together guardians 3 and spider-man are very very firmly in barbie's sights now for highest grossing movie of the year and as a matter of fact it may have already surpassed those totals now so barbie at this rate will be passing super mario brothers in the next probably two weeks I just looked it up while we were talking. So I have hard numbers from uh, Box Office Mojo. Domestic, about $400 million for Barbie. Worldwide, 823 <laughs> Holy shit, it's going to hit a billion. It's going to hit a billion. Yeah, before, before this month is over, it looks like. Yeah, wow. Wow. And it hasn't gotten my money yet. <laughs> uh, uh, Regina went twice already. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one for her and one for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, uh, wow. And uh, uh, we're kind of ignoring Oppenheimer this week, but it has done its own set its own records. It. Yeah, it's been doing really well. Like um, it would have made uh, more at the weekend box office uh, theoretically, but it's the first R-rated movie in like twenty years to go at least seven straight days with ten million dollars in ticket sales. That like. Th- that's really impressive, and, yeah. and be, because we have the magic of the internet at our hands, uh, it, it's only it's killing it. Domestic is about two hundred worldwide, four hundred twenty-five. Barbie is crushing Oppenheimer. Yeah, and 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 every like people tied them together, but everyone knew that it wasn't going to. Ah, yeah, that was yeah. going to be the case. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm totally like defending Christopher Nolan Oppenheimer. Like oh, it was never. Dude. 
but like Oppenheimer was actually not supposed to do as well as it's doing. So um, yeah, and kids don't want to go see a fucking movie about the atomic bomb. <laughs> so. You know, and you know what's more impressive about Oppenheimer? You talked about like the worldwide gross. Yeah. You know what the other crazy thing about uh, Oppenheimer is? They've already announced when the Blu-ray is coming out, and people are still oh, going whoa. to see it. In the- it's I thought you were like- going to say a sequel. <laughs> Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> He's back. Judgment Day. <laughs> Origins. <laughs> the new blood. <laughs> Nobody's life is safe. <laughs> Moving on from the box office. So streaming wars. That's another thing we constantly another thing we constantly talk about. And this um there's been lots of channels that have been added over just over the course of the three four years that we've been doing this show there's been lots of but the most surprising one i think to date coming out i think at the end of this year is a uh, nasa plus is it nasa 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 that's a yeah. people always make fun for the way i say it uh, <laughs> NASA. i think that's in florida yeah oh uh, yeah 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 that's uh, i think it's in long Island. oh don't it's, it's the bahamas actually <laughs> so, uh nasa plus is uh, coming uh into december like how i was shocked at, like seriously like um c-span has been on cable like forever yeah. since i was a kid c-span too and it's always been a joke like, I mean, have people been clamoring for, for Nassau Plus? Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, would you watch it? I don't even think that I'd watch. When's the last time there was a space launch? I mean, they're happening all the time now. Elon Musk is Elon firing. Elon Musk, yeah. <laughs> firing shit space I'm thinking him and Jeff Bezos, Bezos aren't going to be on there. You know, it's it was always that Mar- Mars Lander stuff was probably the biggest shit they've had for the last few years. They did. So the James, uh, I think it's called the James Webb, te- or the Webb telescope whatever it is that is really cool and that 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 is a fact like many people i'm sure like i i am kind of fascinated with with space stuff and i I follow like several reddits you know that are just like awesome pictures from like space porn and all that yeah Yeah, all that kind of crazy stuff love that kind of stuff man yeah i'm not i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna buy a streaming service let me put it this way and i'm i brings up the point how much money do you get mas o menos do you spend on streaming every every month oh gosh that's a really good question so i still have netflix don't know why yeah, me, me too i actually checked that today and I'm, yeah I, I got that i got a hulu but i do I have the commercial hulu so i'm paying, okay what's that so like, 12 yeah it's like 12 bucks uh i got shutter which is five, five six. six uh prime 12 bucks 13, uh, whatever that is now. let me see disney plus but I got a bundle, Disney Plus, Hulu, and that's ESPN with Hulu. Plus. Yeah, so that's all one one bill. I got that all together. But it is a little. It's like it's like sixteen or bucks or sixteen, yeah. sixteen, sixteen yeah. a month for all three of those. So let's see, Shutter. We said he's in Hulu. What are the other H- ones that are uh, Max? HBO. HBO. I, got, I got HBO Max and Paramount. We also have. Okay, so yeah, I mean, let's just say, I mean, because you're you, that sounds much like me. You're you're closing in on about a hundred dollars a month, right? You know, in, in streaming in streaming services, and I, I presume you also don't have cable, which I don't. Nope. Um, but <laughs> yeah, and I haven't had it for literally like going on ten years now. Yeah. Um, what would be the price point for this that would be acceptable to you? And uh, be like, even as a novelty, to me, it's ninety nine cents. I was gonna say free. Yeah, well, sure. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't like, okay, so Shutter 
one i get a lot out of shutter but it's really uh, we, cheap yeah. It's, it, so that's kind of that, right. that and that's what i sell to people when i tell people to oh. get shutter i don't say like oh amazing content i, I get to that the first thing i say is the price so bucks, huh? for a space like real space not not stanley kubrick not star wars not star trek <laughs> like so, and that telescope yeah like you can see that on their website and it's amazing right, right. it's really really cool like to have a streaming network for how much would I pay for it? Like you say 99 cents, like, yeah. Like, I mean, at most, <laughs> at mo- I wouldn't go up to five bucks. I wouldn't pay as much as I Hell do for sure. Oh no, five like, bucks, no way. Two ninety nine a month, that's such a random price. Uh... Like, yeah, like a dollar. Well, okay, let's go annual. Like if they're like, okay, if, okay. It's, if it's annual, it's $12 a month. But they say, but you can get it for, I mean, $12 a year, but you can get it for 10 I do that. Oh, so for ten, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah I would yeah. do that for some odd, yeah, sixty cents a, a month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd be you'd be okay with it. Yeah, no, for a government I, agency that I'm paying taxes to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So right, I mean, our taxes do go eventually get around to them, right? I think so I think NASA makes money off of all of us. Yeah, I yeah so I, I shouldn't have to pay Netflix prices for that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So. I, I haven't heard any prices for this thing, but I thought it would be really funny to kind of talk about. Because, like, yeah, what is, if it comes out and it's like nine ninety nine a month? I'm like, dude, like it better have like Skinamax attached to it. I got they better have. <laughs> a, I was gonna say they better have some like porn parodies on there. Like, and the Skinamax well, ones are fine. Yeah, but they you better get be like show- Discovery with HBO Max or Max now. Like, you get all sorts of shit. There's all space shit everywhere, well, man. Here's the funny thing that I I told you I read this funny article. So I read this article describing it and talking about how I think it's going to be ad free. So that means they're going to charge. (laughs) um, And it's going to have, you know, news and updates and blah, blah, blah. But uh, and then the article then says, do not confuse this with other streaming networks. For example, Paramount Plus has Transformers, Dark Side of the Moon. This will not be on NASA. (laughs) 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 They had um, on Pluto, which is free. They have multiple Star Trek channels. These will also not be. (laughs) That's hilarious. I don't think it was a joke. Like it was written like matter of factly. Like maybe, maybe seriously. Yeah, maybe someone was having fun with it, but it was written like okay. Look, don't don't confuse Optimus Prime with (laughs) fucking or Wally ain't gonna be on this channel. But uh, wow, yeah. interesting man, interesting thing. I, I would have never thought in a million years a government agency would start a streaming network. Yeah, that's weird. This is when now, if the we, FBI had one, we've been uh looking to the stars, but I think it's time to kind of look in a different direction. <laughs> that's right. Genre of the future, and uh, lots of stuff coming out in early August, August 4th through August the 10th. So, uh, August the 4th, limited release. Till death to us part. It's about a bride, runaway bride, who has to face off with the groom and seven deadly groomsmen, which is just like so awesome of a premise. Not the worst idea. And the trailer is pretty action-packed and fun. The one thing that I would change, and I haven't seen it yet, maybe I'm completely wrong here, but um, they make it clear in the trailer that um, there's something wrong with the groom and the bride. They, they, they keep alluding to, you're in too far. You can't just leave now. Like, you yeah. think you could live a regular life or whatever. I would ditch that and just have her be a br- runaway bride. And the groom's in and the br- groom just, like, fucking flip. And <laughs> they're just normal dudes who want to kill her. 
that would be awesome yeah no, that'd be great yeah the, it, this this definitely looks like it's got, it's got some fun to it uh ready or not there's a few of these but yeah the, you know what i don't think i've been unentertained by any of them uh and this this looks uh this looks like uh this looks like you're really gonna love it when the evil groom gets his comeuppance at the end totally this movie like i don't think it takes itself too seriously um, nah, and no. with this type of title and this type of premise and the things that are going on in this trailer that's the best idea but it looks like a lot of fun um Air of the well, actually, we have two super intense trailers to talk about. Air of the Witch coming to VOD and digital on August the 4th. It's a pretty common story. Woman who uh, comes from a family of witches, a legacy of witches, a bloodline, yeah. and uh, it looks like she just wants to move on into high society or something, but uh, she gets keeps getting pulled back in, just like the mafia did at Al Pacino back in the day. <laughs> uh, um, and this trailer super intense like, uh, I mean, yeah fucking crazy music fast action and then it just ends with like this metal riff like, yeah. you know, fucking, super black metal-y i loved it yeah nice. it was like a it came out of nowhere but like uh it, it looks like a pretty typical uh witch story and, and i don't mean that in a bad way but my gosh what an intense minute and a half for this and story. yeah it is a super short trailer too it is super short um yeah i this uh i don't know we i think we kind of love witchy stuff here and uh i think this looks this looks pretty fun i yeah i i'm into i'm into weird books with with the runes and scrawlings and uh yeah i think this looks cool then we have the thing behind the door also coming to vod digital on august the 8th this was also an incredibly intense trailer like it's a uh, 1914 france or so world war one i'm thinking and uh, a woman her husband goes to war doesn't come back so she wants to bring him back to life never a good idea trailer was like crazy intense again for i keep saying that word but it was like just really chaotic and fast-paced and uh and that's cool but you know the one thing that i kept and this is not a knock against this movie because i'm sure it's you know fine for what it wants to do that um i couldn't help but think of the first story from that really awful anthology that we saw fucking 100 percent, yeah like that's the first thing i thought was like Holy shit, they made that story about the lady who's naked the whole time yeah. into a full movie. And uh, I couldn't shake that. And I and I apologize to these people because I did not like that movie no. at all. But uh, I will say the trailer really hooks you because you're just like, it's, it's just 100 miles an hour from beginning to end. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I actually think it looks really cool. And I completely agree. I agree with everything you said. But it, like it ends with her like in the corner with like a shotgun kind of like, I think this is going to be high intensity. It looks way similar, but looks way better than that. That terrible. What was that book? Some red book. Was that uh, red the, book? The red, red book ritual. Red book ritual. And it had that like really, really, really awesome poster where someone's face was like a Fantastic book. Fantastic poster. Yeah. yeah, it was like total, total, total misrepresentation. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we'll follow coming out on and this kind of. Walks it back a little bit, not as intense. So it comes out on August the eighth to VOD Digital. Felissa Rose, um, yeah, of, uh, Sleepaway Camp fame, the mangled dick de- expert on uh, <laughs> <laughs> the last drive. That's right. But um, Wolf Hollow is a movie about uh, filmmakers who are out in uh, the woods somewhere, but uh, it looks like they've come stumbled onto like a, a family of werewolves. Or it looks like a very typical werewolf story, but yeah. Uh, it um it looks fun. It looks like a. I wouldn't go as far as to say it's a throwback werewolf story, but I mean, I, I guess I'm saying that because Felissa Rose is in it. But uh, it, it looks like just a good old fashioned werewolf story. 
Uh, totally. I'm always on board for werewolves, and this looks like the Howling 13 or whatever. So, yeah, <laughs> right. sign, sign me up. Yeah, your your stepdaughter's a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there will be werewolf boobs in this. I guarantee. Just... Uh, yeah, yeah. There, there has to be. Uh, um, finally coming out August the eighth. VOD Digital. So, if you're a horror fan, you absolutely yeah. got to be ready to stream on August the eighth. If you've ever wondered what happens when hippies become <laughs> squatchers. I think Summoning the Spirit might be the movie for you. <laughs> it looks like a cult in the woods. Very Midsummer vibes, kind of, sort of. But American and with Bigfoot as their, like, <laughs> their, totem. Their, their yeah. totem. Yeah. Uh, it looks like cults and Bigfoot. This this actually played at Chattanooga. And um, I, I was kind of interested in it. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to go with, like, this Bigfoot trap. This seems like a really cool Bigfoot movie. <laughs> summoning the spirit it looks uh interesting i don't quite know what to make of it but uh i mean yeah. colt and bigfoot it's kind of a weird combination it doesn't look horrible no it doesn't it, it it looks like if we had to watch it for this here podcast i think i'd be pretty delighted with uh <laughs> with the with the pick i don't know it looks fun it looks absolutely outrageously stupid uh the poster for it is really bad <laughs> it's like like That's what turned me off to it. It's like, um, like oh, something man. I would have done on Canva. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It will. I'm sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I there. There's definitely a a side of this that uh, it, it, it looks fun. You know, it looks it looks silly and fun. And uh, you know, there's let's go. Yeah, there's, there's not enough Bigfoot shit. <laughs> Uh, I got to ask you a question. (laughs) This is your question too. Um, We've covered various directors and various writers and there's lots of overlap, but um, haven't we done one person more than Kyle (laughs) Gallner? I mean, it's it's been four or five movies, uh, but, and that doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're doing two new movies every single week, like, um, (sighs) Four movies. Uh, have we done anybody? I guess that's the question. Have we had anybody else in four movies? I feel like, like for whatever reason, Timothy Hudson comes to mind. We feel like we've covered multiple. T- but we, we uh, did no. do the dark half. He's in that. We right? did that- the dark half, and I feel like there was something else that he was uh, a bit player in, maybe. But uh, anyway, no, absolutely not. Kyle Gallner is this podcast's darling, apparently. And uh, you know what? I'm okay with it. <laughs> okay with it. We're going to rename this Adventures in Gallner. <laughs> Let's get him on, dude. Let's call him. Oh, man. That'd be amazing if it wasn't for this damn strike. I know. Uh, He's probably in Cabo San Lucas right now. I know, right? And, and you know what's interesting about Kyle Gallner? And this isn't even interesting. This just goes to show his, his talent and range. Um, so we've done The Passenger, which we'll get into right now. Um, we did Mother May I shortly uh, or a little while back smile we did uh further back and then way back when we did dinner in america yeah for completely different roles completely oh. different types of movies like so i mean we might as well just hop into it the passenger and it's the story about um a person named randy who uh his co-worker kyle garner his name is benson kind of uh loses it one day and uh, pulls uh randy into his world but uh this performance by Kyle Garner, Dinner America was amazing, oh. but uh, man, he's incredibly good in this movie. Like I, I was fascinated by him. I, I couldn't take my eyes off of him. <laughs> like, he's just so good. I'm not joking. I He's easily the best 
actor um, that kind of popped onto our, our scene. I, it reminds me of like Leonardo DiCaprio. Like when Leonardo, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio was a kid and I realized that, but like when Leonardo started making fucking movies, like one after the other, where you're like, dude, he's good, dude. He's actually good. I'm having the same reaction here. And you couldn't have put it better, like wildly different roles. And some of them were muted, man. Like Smile, like he totally did not get uh, what the, the kind of role he deserves as, as the kind of performer he is. And then this one, uh, in going into this, I was pretty excited. I, I'm a big fan. And it seemed like a, you know, like a darker, darker twist than, you know, what we're used, used to with him, maybe. And yeah, it was totally. even darker than I anticipated he is totally captivating not to say not to diminish uh the other guy man uh johnny brett or birch 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 old i think birch old dude oh he is awesome too he is really good what a dynamic between the two like great great dynamic it's an interesting thing because golner is He's like an evil guru slash uh, like a D- DIY punk kid almost. Like, yeah. First of all, I, I don't know. These are little things. His shirt, his t shirt, loved it. Like with <laughs> the fucking sick. skull wearing a rabbit head or whatever. Yeah. Like, awesome. And and then his like fur jacket. Fur jacket, green <laughs> so, jacket. Yeah. Green, lime green. Like amazing. Yeah. But um, the character, like he's uh, giving life lessons and advice, but it's kind of <laughs> like, um, he he claims he wants to help this kid, and and there's some sincerity to it. I think he does, yeah. but he's also he also has issues, obviously, based on the beginning, which we'll get to right now. But um, it's and then he's played against Randy uh, Birchold, who and this is intentional. There's not much, well, there's depth to him, but he's super shallow. He doesn't say very much. He's very meek. We come to learn why. There's a reason for it, but. Um, there's there it's you're right the dynamic is really good because you have this character who's over the top and out there and borderline ridiculous but Golner is able to he doesn't dial it back he's going on no but there's like he brings a a gravity to it to where you don't take it as a joke at all and it might be because what he does in the beginning but um and he's playing against this guy who's kind of like almost lacks a personality who intentionally like he wants to, to to uh fade into the shadows be in the shadows it's right completely intentional and it's the weirdest thing because um you would figure benson would overshadow randy but like you said it's a great chemistry in a weird way yeah yeah the kyle benson is such a i mean the movie just um i don't know i don't know about you but for me when the movie kind of hit the ground running I was like taken aback a little bit. I was like, "Holy, this is ex- this is one hundred percent not what I was expecting." Yeah, at, at all, which is crazy, right? Because I'm like, dude, I really wanted to like Carl Kyle Gallner. <laughs> like, yeah. I wanted to be on his side because I because I'm a big fan, and you, you and you, it's not like you're not just totally captivated because you totally are, but you are on edge with this guy from the word go it's kind of this uh it's one of the few eh, i don't want to say the few times that's not true i mean good filmmakers and good writers do it all do it often but you get with both these characters you get like this this arc and with benson it's kind of like he's just becoming the thing that he hates and by doing so he's actually accomplishing his goal with with randy and like that's that's a really that's cool what what a cool thing to watch kind of somebody spiral out but still accomplish their half goal 
you know, the other half of this was to absolutely lose it and and go on a tirade. But there is like kind of like a like a sense of like mission accomplished. You know, it's weird. It, it, it's it, it's one of the more interesting bits of uh, character development and storytelling we've seen maybe in a couple of years on this show. It's it's really interesting because with um, so at first I thought it was going to be kind of like 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 we just saw with sympathy with the devil. I thought you're getting like this kind of right share or someone's yeah. forced to give it, and kind of sort of. But it's more like that movie we saw from Tribeca a while back, the next exit, where it's like this really twisted road trip movie. Except this is way more twisted. Than yeah. That. yeah. And you mentioned the opening where it, it it starts off running and it kind of took you. I I did not like that at all like because i wasn't expecting it and i and not the not the way it was shot not the way it was like it shook me like I yeah. was, it's very uncomfortable it's very scary the way he goes about things and a little bit of it bothered me because i was kind of like at first i thought they were trying to to make him seem like oh he's a cool guy he's trying to protect protect this kid who's being bullied as it comes along you realize that no that's definitely not the case even though he claims differently right but uh, yeah, that beginning, it's so powerful and it's its incredibly disturbing. And what really worried me was that that was just going to be the beginning and we were going to get this like weird natural born killers type Ooh, of thing, sure. yeah. uh, which, um, which, you know, back in the, that wasn't a bad movie. And I don't know, maybe a modern take of that might be okay. But uh, the way this started, I was like, oh no, this is going to be bad. Like, and I don't mean yeah. bad, like not good filmmaking. Like this is going to be like like soft and quiet <laughs> oh sure yeah and uh but they dial it back they yeah. they bring it way 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 back and uh that opening is um it goes from it starts off the way it does and then what it becomes super jarring like somehow they manage the writing manages to do it really smoothly like it's very seamless like 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 come sliding off a gold tooth as they do <laughs> <laughs> it just uh kind of happens and you're just I'm not going to say I forgot about the beginning because obviously I'm talking about it now, but I was able to put that behind me and not let it affect my opinion of the rest of the movie. Like I was oh, caught sure. up in what was going on and what the hell was going to happen next because Benson, the thing that had me most captivated about him is he's a wild card. He's unpredictable. Oh. And throughout the movie, he does crazy things. Um, you don't know what he's going to do next. So the whole time I'm just like, okay, you're on edge, like you said. And I think that was like, the greatest trick that this movie pulled off yeah no i yeah totally agree it, it it did a really interesting and it does a cool thing like uh like when they're leaving and like benson's kind of giving uh randy kind of like a rundown of like of like the time the time frame which i thought was a really cool scene and then like he kind of he kind of laughs in like this unhinged way and he goes who knows where we'll be in seven hours yeah. And then they proceed to drive around the same small town it's always been. In. <laughs> it seems like they're like in a six block radius. Yeah. He literally, like literally, yeah. he he didn't drive further than a couple miles down the road. That kind of put me on edge even more. Uh, it was like, oh, like, because I thought, yeah, oh, a passenger, they're going to be going across state lines. You know, it's going to be this like road trip yeah. thing. And it's, it is so, it's not that at all. It's just not. Each scene brought its own level of tension and for different reasons mm-hmm. and uh very effective i think it's hard to keep somebody on the edge of your seat you know like a lot of people talk about like those those breaking bad episodes like there's a couple of break like the uh the train heist episode of breaking bad yeah there's some of those things where you're like literally there's some game of thrones episodes where you're like man it doesn't feel like you could breathe 
I wouldn't say that this movie is like that level of like oh, I'm 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 on the edge. I'm I'm tense, but you're never comfortable, and you're you're always worried for for Randy. <laughs> and to do that for and it's not a long movie. It's a nice little runtime, great pacing to do that like this. And not just make you just completely like my stomach is like turning over with anxiety, kind of keep you intrigued. I thought that was really uh, kind of great direction. It, it does get a little in the beginning because or after things start happening, they go on their, their their road trip. And like you said, it's within a couple of miles. Like, yeah, they, they go to the same place uh, twice, actually. There's kind of moments where you're kind of like, OK, what is going on? Because yeah. they're just kind of driving around. And yeah, Benson's, you know talking to randy about yeah i'm gonna make you a man basically type of thing i'm gonna make you a better person but um it comes really close to being meandering really 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 close and then it does it 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 does start to come together though eventually like when they go to the mall then you start to hear a constant it's like the third or fourth time because they don't do it a lot but you hear randy mention yeah it's because you know second grade something happened type of thing yeah it slowly builds a mystery till finally you're like okay what is it like because and with these types of movies there's always that one big hook so i was like thinking like okay there's going to be this because now i got it like it's a road movie and there's going to be this epiphany and maybe they're going to become friends and all this good stuff but really quickly they reveal it like at the mall like that's when they it hits hard like okay he never told his girlfriend about second grade and then he reveals it like five minutes later and that kind of threw me off that it was so quick sure and then they play this super emotional music I thought the reveal was like really silly. Like it didn't okay, fit yeah. with the rest of the movie. I was like, that's what happened. Like, yeah, it's fucked up. But like, and it's not made as a joke, even though Benson's <laughs> laughing at it. I was going to say, I think that's what saved it for me because Benson yeah. immediately laughs at it. And rightfully so, because it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, and I mean, you know, Randy's crying. And then the, the thing that saved it was one Benson's reaction, because that's how I would react to it. But the other thing is that moment, like, that's when I really realized I was like, man this randy kid he is so shallow and at first i was like huh what 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 yeah, oh yeah bad piece of writing but then i thought i was like that's the point like then that's what benson's trying to pull out of him is that like he's been like this not, For not fucking so much a, no reason yeah he's just decided to be like oh i'm just gonna be a little I'm a pussy. Even, yeah, exactly. Not even that. He doesn't even that much to. <laughs> he's just he's just a, a fucking husk. Yeah. No, yeah. and I, I yeah, I thought that was like the that's what redeemed it actually is yeah. that that is that is exactly the point is that it's kind of this point like the whole day is pointless. The whole mm-hmm. the whole thing is pointless. It, it, it wasn't to to have Benson show everybody that he was powerful or or it, none of that the whole thing and like it's an exercise and like yeah man fucking people move on like life life happens life moves on also bro which is you know that school the scene at the school too you know that just goes to show you that like fucking benson's never got over his childhood trauma and the reason he is the way he is is for the same fucking reasons they're the same they're the same person one's an angry fucker and one's a pussy but they're the same I thought that was cool. I thought that actually, like you, I thought, man, that's weird. But then, yeah, you put it together. You're like, oh, that's actually like, that's pretty cool storytelling. Yeah, it's it's sneaky good. 
because yeah. at first I was like, eh, I wasn't really on board with it. And it really wasn't until I was like taking notes for the show that I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like that was the point. And that totally makes the ending a, a much better because at first I was like, oh, why is, why did this happen? Why do you do that? Like I, I wasn't on board with a lot of the things that happened, but then once I kind of you step back and you and you look, really analyze it, which I hate to yeah. sound all pretentious about it, but um, once you really think about it, it's like okay, there is a really deep connection here. There is a really deep story going on here, and it's really, really, really well. Done. And that one scene, which at first to me came off as really bad, really silly, and uh, Benson like laughing at him because he should laugh at him. I realized I was like, wow, that actually explains so much in that. 30 seconds um i will say and you bring up uh, the incident at the school i think the biggest misstep in this movie is uh and that scene is where they really try to do i think they tried to like humanize benson they tried to make it seem like well here's what's going on oh and, it's because of this yeah right yeah and i i do think that yeah you do they are the same person that is really good you get that but I think they also were trying to be like the whole, especially with the last shot. I think they were going with the whole like, look, he's not really that bad of a guy when it's oh, like, he was terrible. Yeah, he's so. a really, really bad, really guy. bad guy. He's done nothing at all over the course of the movie to to uh, vindicate or make you feel any empathy for him whatsoever. Uh-uh. Like whatever happened in his childhood, like I'm, it obviously messed him up. Like that much I get, but uh, he ain't a good guy. But I think this movie. Uh-huh try to give you a bit of that unless i'm maybe i'm looking too much or maybe i'm not looking <clears throat> too much, yeah. but i didn't really care for that i agree i agree i thought that was like maybe the one misstep which is like yeah do the oliver stone thing dude they're they're horrible terrible people like the, he was he was not a good guy he was he was uh a, a fucking powder keg ready to go off and uh it's like that was a man was it a someone with michael douglas a man on fire not man oh, on fire. Man. Um, uh, uh, falling down falling down falling down so I had, this had falling down vibes I, i'm sorry yeah the, that, that whole thing they try to do with michael douglas's character too is like no he was a fucking piece of shit and went on a fucking killing spree that's yeah. really all it is and yeah there are reasons and at the end of the day benson becomes the he embodies the thing that he started his rampage on he embodies the exact thing that set him off he's doing it at that point and it's a full circle of i i think that's where it's like yeah here's the full circle of showing you like yeah he's a piece of shit but oh, yeah dude. i i i don't i don't ever like to like fucking humanize or whatever like that kind of shit dude like you're not you're not fucking human if you're just gonna go fucking in people's lives like that yeah it's pointless because he was he was a strong character as you don't oh. have to you don't have to make him sympathetic you don't have to give him a deep backstory like <sighs> as he was and it, yeah it's like a dark it's like it's like watching a car wreck type of thing but he was already a strong fascinating character they didn't need to do that but i do i will say that the final moments even before like everything had clicked for me incredibly tense yeah. and um it all leads to like based on everything benson said everything you've learned you know that randy is going to have to make a major decision and it's possibly for the first time in his adult life he's actually gonna have to do something one way or another and uh super tense moment and really and there's some really great camera work i think in, in in the final and i i thought it ended um before the little epilogue-esque type thing 
that those final moments were so good and like I, I was like riveted. I was just like I didn't know what was going to happen, and I loved it. me either. So I have to ask you, who did it better? Who did Tint's diner scene better? Sympathy for the Devil or the Passenger? Uh, you know, Sympathy for the Devil had a great musical number in it. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, hand I just down. mean diner scenes, intense diner scene. That's a. <laughs> Um, I, I, I would say the passengers was to be, I was, uh, yeah, super enjoyed it. So, uh, the passenger it's available now on digital and on demand see or no see. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should see it. I think, I don't think everybody's going to love this movie. This is a dark one. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, even me, you know, like I, I'm a pretty dark boy. Um, uh, you know, this did not leave me with like happy, warm, fuzzy feelings, uh, but just great performances, uh, good direction, cool camera work. Ultimately, a pretty compelling story. I think you should check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Check it out. And if anybody who's listened to the show for any amount of time thought that either of us was going to not recommend a kind of <laughs> you're crazy. You got to go. You got to go back and listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when we're reviewing a movie from the director of Halloween 4, <laughs> that it's going to be our feature presentation. You know it. Natty Knox starts three absolute icons of genre <laughs> filming. Bill, Bill Mosley, Robert England, and Danielle Harris. Um, reunites the director of Halloween 4 with Danielle Harris. Uh, it's a movie that takes place on uh, Halloween, Halloween Eve, I think. And it's about a uh, two killer who's come back and a babysitter has to save the day. I mean, that sounds a little derivative, maybe because it is. Uh, um, I, uh, gosh, I'm going to really back myself into a corner here because we've been talking a lot about nudity and eroticism in film and how much we miss it. And yeah. I'm going to just come off sounding like a horny bugger here. But um, <laughs> I think now we've talked a lot about, yeah, you don't need gratuitous nudity. Like that's, you know, I'm glad we're past that. This type of movie needs gratuitous nudity. Yeah. Like, and, and you can tell they really wanted it. Now I, I want I'm gonna say this right now. Bill Mosley does Bill Mosley things in this in this movie. And I can I'm glad that they didn't do the nude scene with the high school girl that he's creeping out on. <laughs> Thank That's God. Cool. I, I'm cool with that. They didn't need that. And spoiler alert, we're gonna talk some things about this movie. It won't ruin anyone's enjoyment. Uh, um, but there's other moments where, like, you know, if this movie came out in even if it came out in 95 and especially if it came out in 85, there, there'd be some nudity in this. <laughs> like, Oh, th- this movie kind of demands it, right? It's kind of oh, weird. It should have been, you know, Natty knockers. <laughs> she was a, she was a, a, a prostitute. And then she started in B movies, B movies, scream queen. There should have been every scene should have had boobs in it with her. It, I'm not it, truly. You're right. This movie needed it. It needed it. Needed a, a pair. It's you know very 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 rare world and dating myself right so it may be because I grew up during that time that yeah. like <laughs> that's why I, I noticed and right. it's very rare that I watch a movie now and like lovely dark and deep I didn't watch that and everything like oh yeah there could have been a nude scene there no but, like this, this one. movie constantly I'm watching it and I'm like oh, I'm so... and it wasn't that the, I wasn't like man I wish there was nude I wasn't all perving out on it but I was thinking like. Well, I'm really surprised there wasn't a pair of boobies there. I I'm shocked. The the so there was also yeah there there was also like a weird uh I couldn't tell how old anybody was or how old anybody was supposed to be. 
like it, there was like a weird like they were, they tried to play up like a sexual thing with the teenage babysitter girl but she's in high school in high school i i think that's just a I, yeah you could have done you could have had you could have had multiple reasons to make that character not necessarily her being in high school has no relevance on anything so yeah you could have you could have upped her age a little bit thrown some boobs <laughs> Problem solved. Problem solved. It is interesting. Like, I think, like, they made them high school kids because... So this movie is very much indebted to the slashers of the 80s. Oh, I mean, um, oh Heavily to... Now, um, surprisingly, like, as... as And it's very formulaic and it's very predictable. But um, it's not really a slasher. It's, I, I would even argue it's more of a mystery than anything else like yeah. and you know who the killer is from the beginning and spoiler alert this is going to shock you it's bill mosley but um, <laughs> <laughs> like um but still there's you know there's witchcraft kind of what's going on with that and uh it's one of those the secret the town has a dark secret type of thing so there's there's lots of moving parts going on here as yeah much as you can't have in this type of movie i will say that the casting is really really interesting Forgetting like the big names are what's going to draw you, but it's the kids that draw this, that yeah. uh, propel this movie, which again is out of the totally out of the 80s. It's the kids who figure out the dark secret. That's the high school kids who are getting chased. They're the ones yeah. who beat the big bad. Like it's it's super throwbacky. But um, Charlotte uh, Fountain Jardim, is I believe how you pronounce her uh-huh. name, uh, she's Brit, the uh, babysitter, our hero. You know, it was a while before I realized that she wasn't one of the kids because she looks so much like a young danielle harris she I, really does yeah I, I i at first when i saw her i actually thought i was like wow she's aged really well <laughs> danielle is really looking great these days who does look great by the way she, she does yeah but yeah really uh the, the casting um uh, it was weird i, it, I thought it, that i thought it was weird you know i thought the kids because they they had to do um the heavy lifting. I was like, I, yeah. I thought they did really, for oh, they this would have fit in 1980, and I think it fit very well in 2023, actually. Yeah, no, totally. And like the yeah, the character, the actors themselves, you know, they did a great job. I just the like the was it Robbie and Wyatt? Like Robbie and Wyatt look every bit, if not older, than <laughs> Brit. You know, yes. So like, yeah, that that really threw me off. Um, and it just. Uh, the, the movie also does like a really, uh, I don't want to say bad job, but it is kind of a bad job. It doesn't really like the first act and a half <laughs> are like, what's, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing here? Why are we following these kids stealing copper? Like, like what is going on? I, I didn't quite like, they're trying to intersperse the backstory, the mystery mm-hmm. while spending a tremendous amount of time on these kids just doing random shit. I thought that was really bizarre. You could have used all that time to give us more of the backstory because I legitimately was confused by Bill Mosley's motivations until they literally like spell it out for you, you know, yeah. later on. I'm like, "Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's that's what you say." I don't know. I thought this movie had a really really rough uh, first half. I, I would agree with you. And actually, the version that we saw for it was, what, an hour and a half? Yeah. Uh, the theatrical release was actually like an hour and 12 minutes. 
Oh, wow. oh, they they lopped off twenty minutes. I'm thinking it's because it I agree be with you. It, I'm I'm thinking that the it's from the beginning because I agree with you. Like, and it's really weird because this is clearly set in 2023. Like as oh. um yeah as as um, throwbacky as it is as familiar as it is. Like I mean, they're using cell phones, yeah. and computers, and the internet and all this stuff. But like you said, stealing copper because they need to get fifty bucks. Like what a weird like I think kids get that for like lunch money nowadays, from what yeah. I can tell. It's Go like sell such... a Pokemon card or whatever, dude. You, you know you got yeah, that. It's weird. It's really really small state. I mean, seeing it it's when we were of... kids, fifty bucks was like an impossible. Right, amount of like money. yeah. For me, like seeing that, it's kind of charming, right? But for a modern audience, I think it would kind of throw them off. Yeah. It's like it's like fifty bucks. It's like uh, you, you. What are you gonna get with fifty bucks? You know, can you can you pay your money to pay his bill? phone bill? Yeah, that's right. That's Would right. that even work? Like, I don't know if that uh, he must have mint or or boost or something. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if fifty bucks gets you very far nowadays. Yeah, uh, um, I agree with you. The the opening, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's um, yeah, it's it's kind of all over the place. I will say that the the first shot, which is like this witch on the scarecrow type of thing oh yeah they show again in the credits is easily the scariest shot in the entire movie oh yeah so depending on where you start with this movie you either see the scariest thing in the beginning or you see it at the credits <laughs> but um yeah it takes a while to get going like and they do i, I will say this like they kind of get you into the characters um I, I thought Britt was really cool um but i really thought that the the youngest daughter um I thought she was so cool. Like, um, oh, she yeah. just, she's just there for the one-liners. Like, I'm surprised, like, she didn't <laughs> see Brit and her boyfriend making out or Brit tell her. I, I'm surprised there was never a, ooh, are you going to make sex tonight? Because that just seems like something <laughs> a kid that age would say in this type of movie. But I, I, I did like the characters. Um, I will say that the ending, they have too many of those characters. And, well, including yeah. bringing in a rando. Well, he's... I actually liked the character during the course of the movie, uh, the, uh, the the father figure. Oh, uh, he's hilarious. Yeah. He's funny, but uh, he should have been, have been at the final battle. No, no. By the way, Robert England's in this movie. <laughs> he is. He is playing against type. Playing against type, but totally spo- like ruined. Like that was a worthless role for him again it's to throw the name on the poster it's to throw the name on the poster and like he he does his robert england thing and he's great but he's <coughs> it's it's Excuse short-lived me. but yeah no they're they muddied yeah the, the let's i wish we could just really talk about the end the it, the end of the actual fucking movie is it, well, i'll say it it, it confused <laughs> the hell out of me because oh um this is not i okay i'm gonna say my opinion this really isn't a horror movie up until sure. then it's uh so you have elements of a witch story but she's not a black magic witch she's a she's a witch like because it rhymes with bitch type <laughs> she's thinking right. with everybody's husband right so she's gonna get fucking burned um uh, in 1976 because times were really different back then apparently yeah, yeah. <laughs> excuse me but um they don't really play the horror aspect of it. I mean, there's deaths. There's there's uh, not many of them, but people get killed. There's violence. Uh, there is no nudity, as we've established. And there's a legend, but there's no, you know, there's no supernatural character. There's no boogeyman. There's nothing like that. Uh, I mean, Dude, not in not, the Michael Myers sense. No, and he's not even going after, like, the women that, like, burned his mom up. Like, he's, no. he's not even doing that. <laughs> 
it's not really yeah it's, it's a weird thing but then in the end i guess either they had a different story or they felt that they were telling a different story or they remember they were like holy shit we have robert england daniel harris and bill mosley like we have to do a certain kind of ending yeah and it just comes out of nowhere like all of a sudden it is a horror movie and when i say all supernatural of a sudden, like, shit. yeah and and when we say that it's not the last act it's literally like the last like three minutes like it's oh and, yeah and it's actually kind of cool because it involves brit and it's like oh wow now it doesn't make sense but um that's kind of cool maybe kind of I, I don't understand but yeah well, i guess I'm, I'm down with it but uh what the hell and then like yeah you get like actual you see things and stuff and it's like whoa what uh what, what's going on here yeah it was just so weird and like to kind of just totally brush off uh was it jolie jolie the the little girl like who was like a fun part of the story brush that off let's brush off the the friend and his stepdad or whatever let's brush off our main character wyatt to to a large degree it was such a weird decision like it, they, to uh, i just i endings we say it, it's just got to be hard it's just got to be hard to like get something on screen that works the way you think it does or maybe you know that's you know i, I it's got to be like i'm missing something here or or you know there was some editing that could have been better I, I don't know it just the ending just it hit with a thud you know it just totally hit with a thud it, it it falls very flat because it doesn't um it doesn't jive with the rest of the story like the rest of the story they're telling this cool like cool being relative <laughs> like they, so you have this like witch story but is it really a witch story a little bit of a revenge thing even though he's not really going all out for his revenge but you kind of get the point of what's going on and then it's a little bit of like oh maybe this guy's because of what he saw and what happened he's you know he's not all there like i get that i i, I get it but then they just kind of throw in this thing at the end that, that totally doesn't connect with the rest of it um i i was not a fan of how it ended at all but i i think i i personally think that it's just to open itself up to sequels yeah you're yeah you're right i mean it, i don't i don't really know where you would go or what you would where you would take these the characters uh, it had all the trappings of something that should have been really fun and good and great i, I hope the second one is better <laughs> <laughs> so uh natty Knox, it's available to stream right now see or no see oh man uh, no <laughs> i guess you, you can pass on natty Knox. I, I i don't think it's uh i don't think it's bad really um i i didn't i was entertained by it uh for the stretches <laughs> <laughs> but it just it was pretty it was pretty like ramshackle together and it kind of just felt like it was held together by like very thin threads and just a little a little off the rails there at the end so yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna say you can pass on old natty Knox. with the so daniel harris three like i absolutely love daniel harris like i love that trilogy in 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 halloween jamie i, I love her story i fucking hate what rob zombie did to her in his remake I, it's just horrible and disgusting and just totally unfair to daniel harris and her legacy in horror so i'm very partial to her and so it's hard for me to judge this movie but and i think she does well in this movie because yeah. she's she's not like the, the scream queen that she's made her name on she's something a little bit different and but um and i, I like the acting you know i like the kids um i like daniel harris jr and i think she <laughs> did really well but man, that ending it just kind of 
kind of takes away the fun of yeah. the rest because the, the whole movie is fun up until the end and this kind of movie it's not super heavy it's not super deep and you're not supposed to think too hard so you shouldn't be confused at the end of anything you should just <laughs> move on with your life and yeah i was really confused and kind of really sucked all the joy out of it so i would say pass on it um every week you can find us here we're a part of the morbidly beautiful podcasting network where they have all sorts of horror themed podcasts including ourselves um we have an open review policy so more daniel harris we love it you have horror movies that have nudity you definitely could send them to us anything at all kyle Gallner, we will take it send it our way yeah send us his number uh you can do that on the twitter and instagram at adventures in movies you can follow us individually there's nathaniel i call him patrick he's on instagram adventures and nathan i'm blake i'm on twitter uh, for uh horror is it twitter do i have to change that to x oh, now oh shit you're right it's Fuck, x now Jesus god damn it Christ. god damn you elon uh regina is on x at <laughs> danger chavez she's always and- been a fan of raves Yes, it's always honest. Uh, So next week, let's go down to the river's edge and get a little weird. Find out what that means. (laughs) Special guest. (laughs) Special guest. (laughs) You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can go to Spotify. Go to Amazon Music where they have podcasts now, including ourselves. You can also go to Morbidly Beautiful. Wherever you listen to us, make sure to give us a rating or just tell a friend to listen. We are the number one podcast in uh, Kenya. And we are strong but tell a friend to give us a listen that's our cue we will talk to you next week call us kyle give us a ring